Good evening. So we're starting a new series, uh, and it's still in line with the uh, God's prophetic word for this year. So the series is called "Greater Works in Our Finances." That's the series, and tonight is part one. And just to remind all of us, God gave uh, the church and our partners and our friends a prophetic word for 2022. I'll just uh, remind all of us, it's 2022, the year of greater works, the uh, greater works in the kingdom of God and greater works in our finances. Okay. God's very interested in moving into our financial lives this year. Okay. Uh, he's ready to do things concerning money that you've never experienced before. Uh, things that will divinely reverse your financial status. No? Why? Because he has seen what we have all been through these past two years. He's, he has seen his children uh, navigating their way through this economic crisis that we're in, through this financial crisis. And of course, with great compassion this year, he will come to our financial aid. So this is one of the uh, topics I love to teach, finances, next to faith, because uh, this is God's heart for us this year. And I know very well, no, there are a lot of Christians who have lost their jobs this year. And or have been limited in what they can do in terms of their jobs or because of this pandemic. So, but the good news is in the kingdom of God, God has prepared greater works for our finances. Okay. But before God can move in a supernatural way, and I know that's what you want that's what I want there is something that needs to happen first in our lives so I want to start there this is very foundational let's go to Romans 12 2 okay so read it as if it's the first time you're reading it God will unearth more revelations for us tonight Romans 12 2 and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So plainly it's saying, do not be conformed, be transformed. Okay. Usually we hear uh, teachings regarding transformation or being transformed or renewal of mind. But I want to start with the word conform, okay? In Tagalog, wag maiayon. So, do not be conformed. It's actually not a good word, okay? It is a warning, okay? I want you to take note of that. It's a warning. Now, according to the Webster's Dictionary, which I love, the 1828 version, Conformed means made to resemble, reduced to a likeness of, made agreeable to. I'll just repeat it. 
made to resemble, reduced to a likeness of, made agreeable to. So why is God warning us not to be conformed to this world? Now you have to remember, first of all, <clears throat> that the day you got born again, you were recreated in the image of God. That's why you're called a new creation. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, Holy Spirit recreated your spirit to look like God. Okay? In his image, in his likeness. So that happened inside of you. It did not happen outside. It did not happen in your appearance. That's why you look the same. It did not happen in your behavior, but it happened in the inner person of the heart, which the Bible calls your spirit. That's the real you. So in your spirit, you're absolutely new from the day you got born again. Okay? You were recreated in a way you know, it's a new creation, meaning it's a creation that never existed before. Okay. Never existed before. You know, it has been a new creation. And that's who you are right now. Now, <clears throat> and I want to remind us not only we are a new creation, but according to Colossians 1.13, God rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So that's Colossians 1.13. So <clears throat> we are now part of the kingdom of God while we're still living in this world. No? And according to 2 Corinthians 4.4, the God of this world is Satan. So... <clears throat> While we're here on this earth, okay, Satan is actively working in our lives to consistently pressure us to agree to the ways of this world. That's what he's doing. He wants us to agree to the standards of this world, to its principles, to the behavior and lifestyle of this world. He wants us to agree with that. He's pressuring us. He's trying to conform us. Okay? So we would agree to his ways. Now, I want to read another version of Romans 12. Too. What's more, don't let yourselves be squeezed into the shape dictated by the present age. Okay. Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can work out what God's will is, what is good and acceptable. We will not grow up in the image that God placed in our hearts okay, if we are manipulated, deceived, or led by the enemy to conform to the ways of this world. That's what he's saying, okay? He's trying to pressure us to agree with the standards of this world, 
so that we are made to look like the people of this world who are not redeemed by the blood of Jesus and who have no covenant relationship with God. Okay? So that's why there's a warning. Let's not be deceived. Let's not be manipulated. Squeezed into the dictates of Satan in this world so that we live like the rest of the people in this world who have no relationship with God. Okay? Because if we let him do that, if we comply, if we get conformed to this world, he's able now to lead us to do his will instead of God's will. Okay? I hope you're getting that, no? So there's a pressure always. So kaya nga you hear Christians say, no? Uh, bakit nung naging Christian ako parang mas marami yata ako naging problema o kaya bakit uh, kung kailan naman I gave my life over to God you know all kinds of you know things happened to me well of course that's very natural because you were just rescued from Satan and Satan now is trying to pull you back to the world's ways uh, so he can do what he wants in our lives. Now, according to that verse, what do we need to do? Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Why? So you will be able to discern and learn to know what the will of God is for your life. So in other words, no, simply, no, it's saying, if you want real change, and growth to happen in our lives, all areas of our lives, no? whether spirit, soul, body, relationships, careers, family, including finances. If we want real change and growth, our minds need to be renewed or changed by the word of God. Okay, I hope you're following that, no? That's what it's saying. This is what's the most important thing in this series. Okay? If we allow God to change how we think about things, especially about money, God is able to transform our financial lives. Okay? That is if we allow him. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, okay? And that happens through the word of God. Now, I have a, to illustrate this, I have a true story, funny but true story, okay? I want you to hear this, no? There's a pastor who traveled to another country, okay, to minister. Uh, at the airport, a man was assigned to fetch him. But the man could not find the pastor. Okay? So he kept looking for the pastor. So after a while, no, uh, because he could not find the pastor, he called his church. He said, the pastor is not here. So the church now called the visiting minister. No. And the visiting minister said, I have been here at the airport waiting. 
So now the church called back uh, the man. He said, "He's there at the airport. Go look and f- look and find find. Ano, look for him. No, look for him." So mayon, the man kept looking for him, and then he noticed a certain man who's been there also, no, waiting for someone. So he tried going to the man, and he asked, "Ah, uh, excuse me, sir, are you pastor so and so?" And then the pastor said, "Yeah, I am." You know, I've I've been here for a long time waiting for you. And then the man said, but pastor, uh, you do not look like your picture. Said. Apparently, <laughs> the pastor gave the church his picture 30 years ago. So that's why <laughs> he could not be recognized anymore. Okay. So, yeah, no. It's a true story, but there's a moral lesson there, okay? There's a moral lesson there. Did you know that your real picture, your real image in God is found in here in the Bible? Okay. The word of God says who you really are. It gives you a picture of how God created you to be. Okay? Your real picture or image is not what you see physically. What you see now, Pastora, that's not the real me. Okay? Or it, or uh, no matter how beautiful a person or how handsome a man is, that's not the real person. The real person is the one inside. Okay? The one that we cannot see, all of us. Okay? And the only way you can see yourself is if you see yourself here in the Bible. Because the Bible gives you a perfect picture of who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. The Bible. Okay? So, when it comes to your financial status in life, your financial standing in the kingdom of God, do you already look like your picture in the word? Okay, that's my question. For example, no, you just write down these verses. I will just read them to you. For example, in Deuteronomy 28.12, it says there, you shall not lend to many nations, but you shall, I, you shall, excuse me, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. No? Your picture is, in Tagalog, hindi ka mangungutang, ikaw ang magpapautang. That's your picture. Okay, that's your image. In Deuteronomy 28.13, it says, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. Okay? That's your picture financially. Okay? Another verse. 
2 Corinthians 8.9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, that you through his poverty might become rich. The Bible picture of you financially is that you are not poor but you are rich okay that's our image okay some people even some teachers might uh, might question what i said because they usually look at this verse second corinthians 8 9 and they will say no but pastora it's talking about becoming spiritually rich. Jesus became spiritually poor so we can become spiritually rich. Okay? Is that correct? Is that correct? And we usually hear that, no? We, should, we usually hear that. That kind of interpretation. But I will read it from another version which is closer to the Greek language. I'll read it. Sabi dito, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, I recognize our Lord Jesus, the anointed one's gift. He was wealthy, yet he became financially poor for your sakes, so that because he became financially poor, you could become wealthy. Okay? So the Bible is saying... Because of Jesus' death on the cross, you are not only going to heaven. The good news is you are financially rich. Woo! Hallelujah! I don't know about the others, but I claim this, okay? And I hope my partners will claim it. My friends will claim it. Why? Because this is for you. This is the Bible. It's not according to Pastora. It's according to the Apostle Paul, okay? So I want that very clear. That's our picture. Our image in the Lord is we are financially wealthy. We are rich. We're going to lend to people, lend to nations. We're going to be above and not be beneath. Grabe, no? Hora si my question is, do you already look like the picture that God made you to be? That's my question. Okay. Well, the good news is, if you do not look like it yet, God wants to move in our midst this year. Okay. In the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a global financial crisis, okay, so he could begin to work in our lives in such a way we can begin to look like what he created to be, what he created us to be, financially wealthy children of God, okay? Now, I know a lot of people are having a hard time with this. That's why we need to renew our minds tonight. 
that's our foundation today, no? Uh, so is it really possible, no? People really ask me, no? Is it really possible to be rich in the middle of a financial recession? <laughs> well, that's impossible with men. Good news, it's possible, highly possible with God, especially in the kingdom of God. And we belong there, okay? We belong there. There is no recession. There's no economic crisis nor financial lack in the kingdom of God. There is none. Only in the world, okay? And good news is he already prophesied there's going to be greater works in our finances this year. Yoo-hoo! Right. I'm cheering myself on and reminding myself, hallelujah. Right. Amen. Ah, I'm preaching myself happy. Anyway, and so kaya nga, I can't wait for us to meet face to face. There's something about face to face, impartation, anointing, you know, and yun, yun, yun ang kailangan natin. If you want to be financially rich, we need all of those things this year. So anyway, God is only waiting for us to be renewed or change in the way we think. Okay? Yun lang yun. Because when your mind changes according to the word of God, your financial life will drastically change this year. And I hope I'm uh steering you up in faith because you know this has nothing to do with what's happening in the world this has nothing to do with what satan is doing to us it has everything to do with our faith in the word of god okay it boils down to your faith it will be done according to your faith hallelujah and my faith is for all of us. Hallelujah. There's going to be greater works in our finances this year. Are you ready for the paradigm shift? Okay. In a way you will uh, see your finances and see yourself. Because if you are, let's start in what we need to change. I'll just give you three things we need to change in our thinking. As a, as a basis, as a foundation, okay, for this entire series. Okay, number one, just, just uh, write it down. Number one, money comes from God and he gives it to his children. Okay? Money Amen. comes from God and he gives it to his children. We'll start with Genesis 2, 11 and 12, and Haggai 2. Chapter 2, verse 8. Okay, I will read Genesis 2, 11 and 12. The name of the first is Pishon. It encompasses the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Bidelium and the onyx stone are there. Haggai 2, 8. The silver is mine. The gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Okay. So I just read from Genesis 2. It's about creation. And of course, God created the world. Okay. Including 
gold, silver, and other precious metals. That's what we read. So gold and silver comes from God. It did not come from man. Okay? I want you to take note of that, no? Because there's so many things that's going to happen in this world. You have to have this basic understanding. And God designed these precious metals. He designed them to be valuable and beautiful. No? They are assets of value. So from the very beginning, okay, gold and silver was used as money. They were used as money. Not only in the Jewish culture, but throughout all cultures in every generation. I want you to get that, okay? In every generation. So regardless of man's location on the earth, gold and silver are both accessible and valued as wealth. So in other words, no? In other words, God strategically placed gold and silver throughout the whole world so that all nations can enjoy the use of gold and silver as money. Okay? I want you to get that, no? as money. Money comes from God. Okay, beyond number one. So number one, <clears throat> again, money comes from God. Okay, Money comes from God and he gives it to his children. And just write down the verses in Genesis. That's Genesis 2, verses 11 and 12. Haggai chapter 2, verse 8. Okay. Now, in those verses, clearly the Bible is saying that uh, when God created the world, he also created all the precious metals in it, including gold and silver. Okay. And so gold and silver comes from God and not from man. And it was designed by God to be valuable and beautiful to be used by man. And that's what happened. From the very beginning, gold and silver were used as money. Okay? Keep that in mind. No? It was used as money, not only in the Jewish culture, but throughout all cultures in every generation. So, highly accessible and valued as wealth on gold and silver, both of it. No? So, that means, no? That means God, in his wisdom and grace, okay, he strategically placed gold and silver throughout all the world so that all nations can enjoy the use of gold and silver as money. So that's the first point of money comes from God. So historically, no, counting background lang, the currencies of this world are backed by gold and silver, okay? Until the last century, the governments of this world and the central banks of this world remove gold and silver from its monetary role. That's why the money that we are using right now, the paper money, 
has no real value. Okay? And that created, unfortunately, no, we, uh, we were born into that system, okay? That created a large economic imbalance up to this day, okay? So that's just a little background. You can do a your re own research. So it's a little background of what happened on how the enemy has interfered in the systems of this world okay regarding money okay but i want you to look at genesis 126 genesis 126 in genesis 126 i will read says there then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over all the earth, eh, ah, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, God gave the earth to man to have dominion over. Think about it for a while. And money is in the world, uh, is, in, is on the earth. So money comes from God. He gave it to his children okay, because he knows we need it in this world. But not only that, he wants us to have dominion over it. Okay? To take charge of money. So, God is entrusting money to us, not only for our personal use, but to be used for good and not for evil. Okay? Now, I want to make this very clear, okay? Money does not come from God. It does not come from Satan. It... Uh, and it's given to man, to his children, for our needs. And he entrusts it to us so we will use it for God's purposes. Okay, I hope that's very clear. Of course, Satan, on the other hand, wants to use money and the wicked men of this world for evil purposes. To indulge in sin, to take advantage of other people. Okay? So, but that's not God's will. Okay? That's not God's will. God wants us. How funny naman yung feet. Yung feet yan. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Na, na ano ako sa fit teka lang <laughs> amoy anyway so that's not God's will no but I want I want to ano no I want to backtrack a little God wants us to manage money have dominion over it yun ang gusto niya that's 
that's one of the pic that's one of the picture that God has okay for his children that's one of our we are managers or uh, managers we need to be rulers over money okay that's one of the image God has given to us so that's one of our image in Christ we are rulers of money now hindi ko nasabi to sa dalawa no but what's what's very important i just want you to write this down no kewena kehanika you have to remember we are made in the image of god and what god says about us is what he wants us to be okay especially regarding also with money so just write this down no? this is your picture in the word of god regarding finances okay just write deuteronomy 28:12 says there you're going to be a lender not a borrower deuteronomy 28:13 says there you are the head and not the tail and second corinthians 8:9 that you are financially wealthy in christ it says in second corinthians 8:9 so that's how God recreated us to be. That's our image. So the Bible is the one who tells us who we are in Christ. What we can do, what we can have, and who we are. And according to Genesis 1 now, he's saying we are, uh, we are supposed to be rulers or having dominion over money. Okay? So... <clears throat> Uh, now look at first Timothy 6:10. First Timothy 6:10 says there for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. The love of money. So it did not say that money is a root of all evil. But, uh, but Satan confuses that in our minds. No? He tells us, he makes us, he tries to make us believe that money is bad. Okay? That we should not think about it. That we should, why? Because if we have money, we might forget God. If we might, uh, get too rich, we might be proud or become selfish or become wealthy or so forth. No, so that's how the enemy deceives us regarding money. But according to that verse, the real root, one of the real roots of evil, is the love of money. So. What God doesn't want is that you love money rather than you love him. That you seek after money rather than seeking after God. That's not what, you know, that's not what he wants. Because if money takes first place in our thoughts or in our hearts rather than 
God and his word, what happened is you will never learn how to handle money right. Money will be able now to control you instead of you controlling money. Okay. So uh, we have to uh, maintain our first love in God because God is the one who will give money to us in the first place. And he is the one who will give direction and wisdom and guidance. How we could use this money, multiply it for the kingdom of God. Okay? So money in itself is not bad. What's wrong is money is going into the wrong hands. Okay? And it will be used for evil purposes. That's what's wrong. And that's what's evil. That's why there is corruption in the world. Because money is, uh, is in the hands of the wrong people with wrong motives. Okay? But God wants to give money to his children and trust it to them. Why? Because they are already made in the image of God. And God is now able to guide them and lead them so they will not be corrupted by money, but instead use money for their, for, their, uh, for, their pros for their own prosperity and also for the prosperity of the kingdom of God, okay? So I don't want you to become guilty because if you believe in this message tonight, no? That God wants you rich because he has already made you rich. That's part of your, uh, that's what Jesus did for us at the cross, you know. There's so many things he did for us at the cross. No? Our salvation is a, is a whole package. It's a whole package. It's not only, uh, salvation is not only going to heaven. Salvation is temporal deliverance. That's what, to be saved means to be delivered, to be healed to prosper, to be made whole. That's what salvation is in Christ. It's a whole package. No? That's why when God saved us, God saved us in all of the areas that we need to be saved from, okay, or that we need to be delivered. So he saved us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, including financially. He saved us from that, okay? from poverty, from lack, from death. That's part of what Jesus paid for at the cross of Calvary. That's 2 Corinthians 9.8. I don't want you... The reason why there's so much controversy with the prosperity message and with money is because Satan wants to get all the money from the Christians so that he can use it to corrupt this world. Instead of us having it so we can advance the kingdom of God. Because God, that's what God's intention is. Okay? So, you knew number one, no? God gave money. I want... He get, money comes from God and he gives it to his children. It's time 
to change the way we think about money. All fears, all anxieties about money must be removed from our lives if we want change, real change to happen. Uh, fears like fear of not having enough, okay? fear of losing money, fear of poverty, fear of forgetting God when I become rich. No. Uh, you have to remember, Satan is the author of fear. And he does not want you to have money. He wants you to struggle in this life. Okay? Because he wants to give money to the wicked people of this world. So think about that. Okay? Think about that. God is, entrust, God is giving money to us and he's entrusting money to us because he trusts us. That's why he recreated us in his image. That's why he gave us authority in Christ. Okay, you have to understand all of those things. No? So God wants us to have money for the advancement of the kingdom of God. So that's number one. No? Money comes from God and he gives it and entrusts it to his children. Number two. two. Number two, paradigm shift in the way we think about money. Number two is don't fear, do not fear, but have faith in God's ability to take care of you. Don't fear, but have faith in God's ability to take care of you. So we'll go to a familiar passage, but I know you will have Ramos here. Matthew 6, verse 25 to 33. Okay? 32. Matthew 6. Okay. Matthew 6, 25. <clears throat> Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So it says here, do not worry. Do not be anxious about your life, about your financial affairs, about your daily needs what to eat, what to drink, what to wear, okay? Don't, don't be anxious about it because anxiety, first of all, is a kind of fear. Worry is a kind of fear. No. Some people think it's normal to worry. It's not in the kingdom of God. It's a kind of fear and it opens the door to Satan, okay? And God is saying in the area of your finances, and your material needs, you should never be afraid. Why? Look at verse 26. Why? I love this, 26. Look at the birds of the air. Sayang, gabi ngayon, no? You cannot look. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father 
feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Okay. Why are we supposed, are, why should we not be afraid? Because God made a promise in verse 26. And what's the promise? His promise is God will be the one to feed you every day like the birds. That's the reason why he wants you to look at the birds. So tomorrow morning, okay, look out your window. <laughs> That's the first thing you look for, the birds. Okay. Why? Because it will remind you the promise of God that God will always feed his children. Always. Okay? Now, do you remember when God uh, released or rescued Israel from Egypt and they were in the wilderness? Diba in the wilderness, there's no grocery store. In the wilderness, there's no farm, okay? No mall, okay? There's none, okay? But when they were hungry, what did God do? God supernaturally gave them food. Am I correct? Okay. When they were thirsty, what did God do? He supernaturally made water to come out of the rock. Okay? He did that in the Old Testament. He did that in the Old Covenant. People were not born again there. They were not redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Kaya in Hebrews 8.6, it says, we have a better covenant than them, okay? So if God was able to supernaturally feed those people for 40 years, 40 years, day in, day out, no grocery store, no farm, they would keep moving. They did not have to be worried about what they will eat nor drink because God was feeding them every day, three meals a day. Kung Pilipino yon, five meals a day. Okay? So, that's why, you know, God is saying, look at the birds. Okay? Look at the birds. You have a better covenant. Be assured that you will never go hungry even a day on this earth. Why? Your father will make sure that you will eat and drink every day of your life. And if you have, and if there's no grocery store, and there is no mall, and there's economic crisis all around, and we are locked down in a cave, whatever, God is able to supernaturally give us a fiesta. Okay? Amen? Woohoo! Amen. Praise God, no? Praise God. That's our covenant. 
of God's provision of daily needs. Of daily needs. Hallelujah. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We are free as a bird. Kumbaga. Okay? So set yourself free from your worries. Set yourself free from every kind of fear. So it's so important that our minds will change from today and we start removing all kinds of worries. No? Stop ourselves from worrying. If not, no? if not, you have, to, you have to remember this. If you keep on worrying, faith will not be released in your life. Faith will not be released. And when faith is not released, God will not be able to move. And, what, and what's worse, you will make the wrong decisions in life. No good thing comes out okay, from worry. No good decision comes out from worry. If you're panicking, if you're worried, if you're afraid of something, you better, you better run to the presence of God. Get, get some rest in the presence of God so you can hear, so that God, you know, His perfect love can remove all your fears and you can start hearing God clearly, okay? Because you will make wrong decisions, especially about your jobs, especially about money, about ministry, whatever, okay? If you are in a fear mode, if you are worried, okay, about your life, okay? So, you have to remember, fear opens the door to the enemy. If you're afraid that you will always lack in money, well, Somebody is going to make sure you will always laugh. And his name is Satan. He will do that for you. Okay? If you are afraid, okay, if you are afraid that uh, you will lose money, <laughs> better, better not let him see you afraid because he's going to steal from you. Okay? So that's how worry and faith works. But good news, if you remain your faith in the loving care of God for you every day, okay? If you remain in that faith mode, it will open now the door for God and he will be able to do greater works in your finances this year. I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking about this year year okay so remove all your fears so you can make right decisions for yourself even this year for your financial life and for your jobs okay so let's continue with matthew 6 no matthew 6 27 which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature so wala nga, no? nobody can do that verse 28 so why do you worry about clothing? Ah, clothing naman. Sinong mahilig sa clothes? Huwag na itaas ang kamay. I'm talking to ladies. Okay? So, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. This is nice verse. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. 
So are you picturing the lilies? Okay. They neither toil nor spin. And yet, I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed or clothed like one of these. Okay. So what is God saying here? No? This amazing verse. God will not only feed you daily, okay, so that you don't have to worry, but he will also clothe you better than Solomon. That's what he's saying there. Better than Solomon. Why, who's Solomon? Solomon was the richest and the wisest king in his time. And yet, it does, you know, his clothing cannot compare to what God has done to the lilies of the field. And he's saying, look at the lilies, children. If I can do that for the lilies, I can surely do that for you. So what he's saying, he can clothe us better than Solomon. That we can look like royalty when we when we dress up. Hallelujah. No? So that's what God wants to do for our lives, no? To do for our lives. Because uh, that's not the image that was passed on to me as a worker of God. No? Early on. The better, uh, like the ministers are not allowed to look rich. Uh, have things that spells rich. <laughs> have clothes that, uh, you know, why? You know, you know, image, no? The image is, it's much better for ministers to look poor, hungry. Why? Because it just shows na they're not thinking about money. They're just thinking about God every day. Parang naloko ako noon. So for the longest time, Talagang naghirap ako. Why? Because that, that's how I was taught. I was taught, if I look poor, nobody will question my calling. You know, nobody will say, Naku, that person is getting all the offering of the church. Naku, you know, and all those, you know, how people talk behind your back. You know, I, and I know all those things. You know, but ko nasabi yon? Kasi pinala. <laughs> because when you look at the Bible, God is saying another thing for His children. And He's not just saying this for the members of the church. He's saying this for all of us, including ministers. Okay. Supposed to be the ministers are the ones who are mature enough to handle money. 
iba supposed to be there because they're the ones discipling the people iba so if anyone should be trusted with money supposed to be the ministers and yet we were led to believe let the members get rich and the ministers get poorer <laughs> baliktad eh no can you identify with that yandel ewan ko lang no but it's been like that no it's been like that in the churches so anyway i love this i love the word so much because it really tells us who we really are in christ and what we can have and can you imagine god making a promise okay god making a promise that he will clothe us better than solomon can you imagine that it's jesus himself said that no and think about israel again right think about israel in that 40 years walang mall okay saan sila kumuha ng clothes Diba, they aged. The young children became adults. Where did they get their clothing? How did they last for 40 years without being naked? There's only one answer. God provided for their clothing. Okay? God, and if God was able to do that supernaturally, huh? supernaturally for Old Testament saints. Why will he not do that for New Testament saints? All right? Think about that. No? Think about that. Now, look at... Uh, Look at verse 30. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Okay, that's those, those are Jesus' words, huh? Those are Jesus' words. Can you imagine? He clothed the lily better than Solomon. But the lilies, you know, are, are just, you know, for just, I don't, know how, I don't know their lifespan, no? I don't know how long they live. But it's a short, it's, it's a short life, the lilies. And yet, God clothed them, and in the end, they will just be thrown into the oven. They will just be burned. No? If, and Jesus was saying, if God did that for the lilies, how much more will he clothe us, O you of little faith? Now, why did God said little faith? Yun ang amazing dito. Eh. Remember, remember our teachings before? Diba God gave, God already gave us his own measure of faith. We have the God kind of faith inside. We have a very powerful faith that is deposited inside our hearts. It's a measure of God's faith. So it's not really little faith. You know? But why is it? Why is it he's saying here that if you worry, you have little faith? You know? 
That's explained in the parable of the sower. You just read it now on your own. But in Matthew 13, you know, in Matthew 13, 7 and 22, it says there, because of worries, you know, because of worries, the word of God that is deposited in your heart is choked in your heart and it will not bear fruit. Okay? Kumbaga, what's happening is, no, because of worry, what's happening is, the word of God is losing its place in your heart. And because it's losing its faith in your heart, the powerful faith that God, or faith that God deposited in your heart gets weaker and weaker. Are you getting it? Instead of getting it developed by the word of God, because of your worries, the word is, is choking the word. No? Sa Tagalog, sinasakal yung word of God sa heart mo in a way that it will never bear fruit anymore. It's not that you don't have a strong faith. It's just that the worry makes it little. I hope you're getting that. It's your worry that's making it little. So don't allow Satan to deceive you or confuse you or make you feel that God has forgotten you. Those are all lies because what God wants for you is this. God wants you financially blessed this year. That's what he wants for you this year. So your faith must be in him. In your faith must be in him, in, in his that he will take care of you every day. Your faith must be in his ability to give you money, to give you jobs when you need it, to give you food if you need it, to give you drink, to give you clothing. There's nothing wrong with God. There's nothing wrong with this desire to bless you. It's just, it's just waiting for you okay, to depend on him and to trust him that he's able to do a financial miracle for you this year. Okay? That's what he's waiting for. So let's finish this, uh, this passage. No? And number three, no? number three, as we finish this passage. So have faith. Don't, do not fear. Have faith in the ability of God to take care of you. No? And number three, seek first the kingdom of God and do not seek after money. Seek first the kingdom of God and do not seek after money. We'll put a balance to everything, okay? Yes, we have been made rich in the kingdom of God. Yes, God wants us wealthy, but God doesn't want us to run after wealth. He wants us to run after first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, okay? So I'll just read it. Verse 31, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Take note of verse 32. God already knows all your needs, and he's already ready to provide it, okay? 
He's very ready to provide it. Verse 33, and because he is ready to take care of you, this is your priority now. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Take note of that word, added to you. Okay, added to you. So the focus, our focus should be his kingdom and his righteousness. We are not focused on getting wealthy and being rich because that's God's role. God's role is to make us rich because we are created in Christ. God, Jesus paid for that already for us to become rich. Okay. That's his role. Our role, our part, is to seek after him, to seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You see, if your heart is right, the way you will handle money will be right. Okay? If your heart is right, the way you will handle money will be right. And if your heart is for his kingdom, what do I mean? What do I mean? Your heart is that you want people say. You want to advance the kingdom of God. You want people healed. You want people delivered. You want people to get to know Christ. You know? You, we have to remember, no? The only reason why Jesus is not yet coming back, the only reason is one. He wants all men to be saved. That's the only reason why we're still here. His mission right now on earth, okay, he wants his family to be enlarged. He wants a big family, okay? He died so he can get all people to become his family. That's his, that's his heart. That's his mission. And the good news is he wants us part of that mission. Can you imagine that? God can do that on his own if he wants to. But he wants partners. He wants us to be a part of that mission. Part of that joy. Part of that honor. Part of that privilege. No? To be used in the kingdom of God so that people will be saved and healed and delivered. No? So uh, that's why he gave, in fact, that's why he gave the Great Commission. No? The Great Commission is not only for pastors and ministers and prophets and evangelists, the Great Commission is for all Christians. What does it, what, what, the lang naman na ibig sabi ng Great Commission, diba? Go preach the gospel. Ano ibig sabihin nun? Be part of the saving of souls. And the other one, make, make disciples of all men. What does that mean? Simply, teach men how to live this life. Teach them how to think, what to speak, how to act, according to the word. Yun lang yun. That whatever you've learned from the Lord, you pass on to others. That's what discipleship is. Very simple. And he wants us to be part of that. 
You know, he wants us to be part of that. And you have to remember, no, next to your next to salvation, the next most important thing to salvation is what? I've always said this in BFF. Is what? Can anyone answer? Next to your salvation is what? The most second most important thing. Sige, Yanda. Do you remember? Napapangasawa, Char. <laughs> Kasama na rin yan. Kasama oh. <laughs> na yan. Kasama na yan. Amen. Ay, si ma'am daw po. Hindi, hindi si ma'am. Bawal. Why? Why? I... Palagi tayong magkausap, ma'am. Competitive. Ano na? Competitive. I have a guess. Ah, uh, sige. Guess. You're calling? Is it correct? No? That's also my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tensya na po sa sagot ko. Kasama, kasama natin sa calling mag-asawa yan. So, okay lang. Hallelujah. Anyway, next, to, that's, thank you, Hanika, no? The most important, the next most important thing in your life, next to you being saved, is your calling. Okay? It's the only reason why you're still on this earth right now. God is waiting for you to finish and fulfill your calling, then you go to heaven. That's the only reason why you're here. Okay? And that's why every Christian, whether young or old, has a role and a calling in the kingdom of God. Okay? It is so important that you know who you are and what God has called you to do. Because that's your role in the kingdom. That's where, okay, that's where God will increase you financially and God will use you for the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's where, no? And I want to say to all of us that our jobs, like the ministers, our job is our calling. Our job, your job is your calling. Okay? Because that's, if you prayed about it and God told you this is what I want you to do in this life, then that's your calling in God. Okay? And that's where God wants to use you. So, why am I saying that? I'm saying that based on Matthew 6.33 because our job, the job that we have, was given to us not to earn money. Okay? Our job was given to us to fulfill our calling and our destiny. I say it again. Because this is not how most Christians think. Okay? Most Christians think we need to have a job to earn money. Uh-uh. There's nothing in the Bible that says that we have to earn money. 
if we did not earn our salvation, why do we think that we have to earn money? Okay? So that's the mindset of the world. Don't conform to this world. That's what the Gentiles seek, sabi sa Matthew 6. That's what they were after. What to eat, what to, what to drink, how to dress up, how to become rich. They seek after those things because they don't have a covenant relationship with God. But those who have a covenant relationship with God, God will take care of them. God will take care of them. So that when they look for a job, it's not because of money consideration. Are you getting it? You're looking for a job because you want to fulfill God's dreams for you. You want to fulfill your calling in this life. That you are free from this mundane problems of this world. That we, have, we are in a mission, no? Kingdom mission tayo here. And God wants us to focus on that. And the good news is, once we're focused on that, okay, He will just add, add the food, add the money, add the clothes, add the things that we need, add the houses. Amen. Amen. I hope you're getting that, no? Hallelujah. No? That's why, that's why if we understand this, money will not be a problem to a Christian whose heart is for God. Money will never corrupt that Christian. Why? Because God is first place in our heart or in his heart. God is still his first love, not money. Money is going to be used for the kingdom of God. And I'm not ashamed to tell you, okay? I'm not ashamed to tell you, I want to be a billionaire. I want to use money for the kingdom of God. I want more souls saved. More churches built, more missions all over the world. I want to do all those things. You know, that's why I want to have money. That's what that's what God's intention for all of us. That we will enjoy our calling. Can you imagine now? Even our calling, the job that God prepared for us. Okay. The calling that God prepared for us comes naturally for us. Why? Because it comes from our gifts and the skills that God has given to us. We are, and because it's been given to us, it's already, you know, whatever skills and gifts you have, it's a, already a sign of your calling. Because God wants you to enjoy your work in this world. He wants you enjoying working for Him. He wants you to consider your job as your service to him, as your way of worship to him. You know, that's what he wants. Now, he, he doesn't want us to be burdened by working so that we can earn money. Who said? Who said? Okay. God will make us rich if our heart is right because he already made us rich at the cross of Calvary. There's nothing more that God wants than to have rich children managing the wealth of this world. Having dominion. Okay? There's such a thing as financial dominion. When you move to a place where you're so needy, 
Lord, help me, you know, to the place where you say, now I can rule and reign with Christ on this earth, even financially. There's, the, there's that special place, okay? So that's why it's so important that our mindset will be renewed. Our minds will be renewed in the word of God so that God can flow his money through us. Kingdom wealth for kingdom purposes because your heart is for his kingdom and his righteousness. I hope you're getting that, no? In what is righteousness? Righteousness is just doing what's right. It's doing and being right in the presence of God. It's saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? That's righteousness. And whatever you want me to do, I'll do it, Lord. Whatever you want me to speak, I'll speak it, Lord. It's not what others want me to do, Lord. It's what you want me to do. That is seeking his righteousness. To do what's right in his eyes. Not what's right with other people's eyes. Amen? Amen? So if you have that kind of heart, no? Then you are eligible for kingdom wealth. Ah, because that's your, in fact, that's your inheritance. That's your inheritance. But God is a good father. He will not just pour money to his children if, if his children do not know how to handle it. Okay. That's why God is teaching us now. Okay. That, so if your heart is to do the will of God, your heart is for to fulfill your calling in this life, hallelujah, to advance the kingdom of God, to be in the right job because God told you to get that job, okay, and acknowledge that your job is uh, your way of serving him, okay, well, guess what? Money will just follow you. <laughs> All the days of your life. It won't be a problem to God. Food. Clothing. House. Hallelujah. It's ready. No? It's ready for the taking. So don't earn money. Please. I know of Christians. Who are considering jobs. Because of the income. Alisin yun na yun. It should not be your consideration. It should never be. Money should never be in the equation when you're talking about jobs and callings. What's important is that you have heard from God and you're doing what God wants you to do then he will bless you financially, okay? So, you know, so that's it, no? Have these three mindsets in your life. Start, start thinking that money is from God. It's not bad. And he just gives it to you. He adds it to you into your life. He entrusts it to you. Secondly, don't be, never be afraid. 
but trust in God's uh, ability to take care of you. And third, which is the most important, no? you seek after the kingdom first. His purpose, his will for your life. And when your heart is now changed and your mind is changed, financial breakthroughs, financial miracles are up ahead you know, in your life this year. God is able to do greater works in your finance. You know, almost all the same. So I want to end with this one. Uh, do not limit God in the way he will provide for you. Put all the limitations up. Yes, there are things that we are used to already. Okay, we're used to it. This is the way God will do it. This is the way, no? Alisin nyo yon. Alisin nyo. Don't put the limit on God because He has a thousand and ways to do that in your life. Okay? So that you can make a difference from now on. There's a difference between source and instrument. Okay? Source. Kung saan nagmumula lahat. Nagmumula lahat kay Lord. Okay? Instrument, yung the ways we are used to God, how God provides. Like yung sinabi ni Yandel kanina, yung sinabi niya, uh, like ministry partners, uh, people who tie. Diba sabi mo, Yandel, yun. At pag kumonti yun, parang nakaka-nervyos, diba? But they are not the source. Amen! They are not the source. We should never... When it comes to money, don't forget this. Never depend on people for money. Never. Okay? Or else you will be tempted to think that they are the source. Pag nawala sila, kawawa naman ako, wala na sila. Hindi ganon, okay? Kahit mawala na lahat sila, Andyan yung source. Focus on the source and he, what he wants you to do. Yun lang yun, okay? I understand yung kiyandel because sinabihan din ako ni Lord dati. I never see, I don't see my partners or tithers as my source. Never. They are not. They are not. In the natural, parang, Saan pa manggagaling, di ba? But you know, we've been, you know, God has trained us, God has taught us that He is the source. He is the only source. He is the only provider. Please, never look to people for your income and for your money. Don't look to them. You'll be frustrated. Niwala kayo. You'll just be frustrated. But look to God. You will not be put to shame. Okay? And God will always provide for you. Always, yeah. Just do what He says, okay?